Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the AT and WB podcast. I am your co-host here tonight, Chris Booker Taylor, and I'm here with your host Holly Levesque. Hi, guys. So today we are going to be talking about something very exciting. We are going to be talking about more HBO Max news. But more specifically, we're going to be talking about Gossip Girl and how Gossip Girl is a CW show, really a Warner Brothers network show that then became the CW, the CW's kind of powerhouse of a adult teen drama. And now it is moving over well it was it ended six seasons of the original series and now they're rebooting it but also it's kind of a continuation on hbo max i think holly has some more information about that yeah so basically they announced this is like base one of the first things they announced when they announced hbo max uh that uh gossip girl was coming back and uh a lot of familiar people were coming back with it not really actors save kristen bell who is obviously the voice of gossip girl um but more importantly uh the showrunner the original showrunner um josh schwartz um and so you may know josh schwartz if you don't know josh schwartz then you clearly don't watch a lot of teen shows from the early 2000s now he's been working with warner brothers television for a long time while his one show, which you're going to say in a moment, was on Fox. It was a Warner Brothers television show. Oh, yeah. And it was like the OC, which obviously was the most iconic show on television for a few years until it jumped the shark, as most shows on Fox does. But this is not a Fox podcast, is it? So we're not going to talk about how Fox can't really save a show past one season. One season is a great show. The rest of it's shit. Yeah, they so. do a really good first season of a show. And yeah. The second season kind of falls off normally for a that's Fox okay. TV show. Fox yeah. isn't perfect. And there that's are, why we don't have a podcast about them. Yeah, there are it's exceptions. Very simple. But yeah, anyway, Warner Brothers. That's why the OC is firmly a Warner Brothers adult teen drama. Totally. Which is like kind of this genre that I feel like Warner Brothers television has perfected over the years. Well, this- they perfected for a time period of like this like the wb was teen dramas yeah the wb network yeah like that's what it was buffy angel dawson's creek gossip girl like was gossip girl was the pinnacle roswell everwood gilmore girls felicity like these shows popular popular that were one all of these shows had felicity i already said felicity oh right had I had writers who were baby writers on this sh- on these shows and became iconic writers. Like when you really think about it, as yeah, well. or so were really, the showrunners or the showrunners like J.J. Abrams, Joss Whedon, totally, and Greg Berlanti all mm-hmm. came. Kevin Williamson and Kevin Williamson. Um, and so and like and from that ba- batch, Julie like, Pleck, Julie Pleck. That's what I'm about to say. Julie Pleck is like the one of the only, besides Greg, obviously the remaining of the WB, and she. Um, has, you know, championed a bunch of now CW shows. I know she's dipping her hand in some other situations now. Yes, so we'll she's going to yeah. be doing, she got an exclusive deal with Universal for the Peacock app. Yeah. 
So glad they have something, and Julie can deliver. So I, I'm confident that. But that's the good. Pa- that's the interesting parallel here is that Universal has like the closest they have to adult teen dramas are like Royal Pains or Monk, maybe or like on Blue like Sky U- dramas. USA, yeah, USA Network. They really don't have like this like this adult teen drama set. So this is going to be really good for them. Like Julie Pleck is a good grab, and especially if you think like maybe she can like do that like what she did with the originals yeah but, but with the universal monsters Definitely. that would be really interesting because like if you've never watched vampire diaries i don't blame you if i tried watching vampire diaries three times the first time and i couldn't see it like i just couldn't do it and like when i say i couldn't see it like i literally couldn't see it like it was dark so i understand and the story is not that good like stefan you is really difficult to like, like, I think. But the originals is a really great idea that I could go on and on about that Julie Peck is a genius about and blah, blah, blah. But that isn't what this is about. This is about Josh Schwartz, who like really changed the way that like the parent, uh, like the parent dynamic on was the- on TV. You know, that like not only did you enjoy the characters plot lines of the parents but like you enjoyed those actors you rooted for those actors just as much as you rooted for like any of the younger characters so yeah we- and specifically on the oc and on yes, Gossip girl yeah. you cheer for the parents sandy and, cohen man and then i feel like they then i feel like pretty little liars did that to a certain extent too oh, they, they definitely tried parents definitely tried which but was like, a positive for that show but they never had a cool dad like you know like sandy cohen or like rufus humphrey rufus humphrey for the first uh iteration of gossip girl down yeah. and pretty little liars is a warner horizons show which has a lot of adult teen dramas also a lot of reality shows which we'll get into i think there'll be a warner horizons adult teen yeah. warner episode of this cast definitely um, there was definitely upset when they didn't do uh, another spin-off series of a pretty little liars or continuing the perfectionists on this uh streaming service but or ravenswood yeah no they would never do that <laughs> no, they wouldn't do that he's a little bit busy the lead actor that would be doing that both of the actors who were in leads of Was, that are is, leads in other shows roswell now. new mexico yeah yeah and then like um keegan's best friend brett yeah yeah he yeah. was also the other lead on that oh yeah um no so (laughs) no um but like what i was about to connect those two things is that they announced some casting for the new gossip girl and one of them is a cast member from the perfectionist which was the priya liars uh spinoff series so they definitely liked those things of it and like for me if you've read at all the gossip girl series you know that Chuck Bass is supposed to be a out and proud and loud gay man. And I really hope that uh, this character specifically, the actor that's playing him, Eli Brown, is going to be that. That's what like, because he's like really great, I think. I think yeah. he's going to be really good at doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So they announced like very, uh, like, we just know a few casting so far. So we just know that Emily Allen Lind um who i guess was in code black and revenge i don't remember her in revenge um whitney peak who's from the chilling adventures of sabrina which unless she was in the first two episodes which i hated i don't know who she is eli brown who i just mentioned and jonathan fernandez from lethal weapon and broadway vet uh jason gote okay um so that's like a and like 
that cast I just mentioned, if you were to look any of them up, you would see that it exemplifies what they're really trying to say, all the writers of the show, um, is that this is a diverse cast. This is a diverse look at uh, the Upper West Side, um, the Upper East Side, all of New York in general, and seeing how that wasn't really represented in the first Gossip Girl and how times have all. changed. Um, and we need to show how New York is that New York has changed. Like Dan, Dan Humphrey, he's the Fitzgerald. He is the Gatsby of this story. Mm-hmm. He could be black. Like I always feel like Gatsby could be black because he comes from new money. He comes from being rich, not being wealthy, coming from a family of money. Totally. And by that logic, then like the Waldorfs could be their newer money too, as are the Bassets. Um, so those were missed opportunities, but also for that time period, especially CW shows, there wasn't much diversity. Um, well, WB into CW shows at the first, there wasn't diversity in the cast for the most part. And luckily the CW is correcting that as it should be, because TV should be reflective of our society and our society is not all uh, very attractive white people in New York city. And if you walk around New York city, that's not all you're going to find, man. Not at all. Not at all. Um, so yeah, so like Chris mentioned, it's a continuation of the original series. So it's still going to be like the world that like Serena and Blair and Dan and Nate all live in, you know, uh, the spectator, I assume will be a aspect of it. Nate's newspaper. And I wonder if he'll be mayor in this world because that was like the last thing we know because the series finale of Gossip Girl. And also spoilers for Gossip Girl. And so, we, yeah. we're, we're going to take you through the All entire six seasons Definitely. in this episode. Um, but yeah, but how it will relate to, you know, we can even go more into that at the end of the episode if you'd like to do that instead. Yeah. Okay. So then should we just like start about, should we just talk about the original show? Yeah, I think... Um, Let's can let's continue. Let's go into what the original show is because I find it very interesting and fascinating, and then uh, we can go more into how it's being integrated with like what HBO Max wants to be. Definitely. Um, so, like, if you were a girl or you knew a girl in like the late, like. The late early two thousands. When I say that, the like, naughties. Yeah, the naughties. The zero zeros. Chris recently told me that's like the term for this. Whatever. I'm saying like two thousand and eight. Um, I think it starts in two thousand seven. Yes, but I'm saying like two thousand six. Yeah, like you were watching Gossip Girl. Okay. Like during this time period, yeah. you one hundred and fifty percent were watching Gossip Girl. I was watching Gossip Girl, but I never finished it. I only watched. Uh, the first two seasons and then I stopped watching and I think because at that time suddenly there was a lot more options of TV and like I got into college at that time so I wasn't really interested um in I couldn't keep up with all the shows I wanted to keep up with um specifically I studied abroad so I can't really watch Gossip Girl in Germany guys they make it really difficult uh Regardless, so Gossip Girl. Um, I remember studying abroad and trying to watch Lost episode. Yeah, it's impossible. It's really it's, hard to do. It's it's really impossible, and um, basically years later, I decided to watch you on Netflix, 
and which is a Warner Horizon show. Yes, so we can talk about this. Absolutely, it Again, was Warner, Warner Horizon, Horizon show episode. We'll take up. like a brief caveat to just talk about this because it's like a really fascinating thing that happened with this show. It is based on a book that was well, like a well loved book, and um, so when uh, it was you know optioned around town, um, Netflix originally passed along with a bunch of other companies, and then Lifetime uh, took it up and. The pilot was so good, they renewed it for two seasons immediately, which is, you know, rare, but says a lot about the quality of the show. Yeah. So, premiered, but like most television now, it's consumed in a different way. So, ratings are uh, established, diff- like, they're different. They don't matter in the way they used to, as far as I'm concerned, but whatever. So, but they scared people. They scared the the network so much that they canceled it, and they didn't really know what to do with it. After the first season. Yeah. But then... Went to uh, Netflix, like everything does. And you know when you're watching Netflix and you're just scrolling and then suddenly something says Netflix on it and you're like, oh my god, Netflix produces so many shows. But then you're like, wait, Riverdale's on the CW. Wait, you was on Lifetime. But whatever. Good for you, boo-boo Netflix. Well, Um, yeah, they're bleeding money in their Arrested Development uh, deal. That's irrelevant now. Who cares about that? Yeah, but, like, that's the deal that got them, like, to where they are. Like, look, we're bringing back television that you love. if we're really going to talk about what made Netflix Netflix is imaginary money that they don't have and spending, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars on food every day. That's what made Netflix Netflix. Also, in our bona fides, uh, Holly's worked for Netflix. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I think she worked on Lady Dynamite, which is a don't Netflix talk show. about this. We don't talk about this. It's a good um, show. It's a very good show, and it's been watched a lot more recently because of Masked Singer and Anna Gostar, who's ridiculously talented. She may be one of the Masked Singers. I'm not going to tell you anything more. I've That's fact. Don't worry. We about don't it. talk about that. So, again, Lifetime uh, axed it, and like many things on you. Netflix, you um, was consumed by the masses, and everyone loved it, and I loved it, and I even knew people who are on it. I know the script coordinator on it, and I had no idea how good it was. And Netflix realized how good it was, so then they put another season together. And if you've watched the show, you know how good Penn Bedley is on that goddamn show. I can't even tell you, if you've never watched you, like, I can't, like... And he plays Dan Humphrey on Gossip Gossip Girl, Girl, the original Gossip Girl. And if you've seen you, you understand that in a way, Gossip Girl can be like a companion, like a weird, like... His characters are very similar. What if scenario, um, if his character from you had had a slightly different upbringing, um, they're very interesting. They have similarities because, spoiler alert, Dan Humphrey is Gossip Girl, guys. And if you have to watch the pilot, it's pretty obvious. Of Gossip Girl. It's really, it's really, obvious. really obvious that he's Gossip Girl. Except Again, they don't tell you until the series finale. He's what who Gossip Girl calls Lonely Boy. Mm-hmm. He's the guy... Spotted Lonely Boy. ...who wants to get the, the main girl. Yeah. And so we find Serena out that Vander yeah. Woodson. Yes, yeah, so we find out that like all of this has been a mission to get her. So you know he's always idealized this girl. So his first, uh, the first Gossip Girl was about her uh, in the rain and the wet white dress, like you can't get anymore. Like romantic, like 
wet dreamy of like a 15 year old in high school um so basically uh serena vanderwoodson comes back into town after uh after being away for a year pilot uh, and the pilot and uh so she comes back and obviously there are issues with her returning and you don't really know the reasoning why at first but it becomes clear because it's something a personal tragedy has happened to her her brother has has attempted suicide so she has to come back and definitely is not too happy is her best friend blair who knows that something's up she doesn't really know what exactly is happening but since serena left her boyfriend nate's been acting really really weird and it turns out the reason why serena left is guess what she slept with her best friend's boyfriend at a wedding you know these things happen i don't know what to say yeah in New York. Especially on CW shows. Especially on CW shows. WB Network. Um, so it's about, like, her coming back to the city and not fitting in and uh, through the magic of living in the city and having a guy who's kind of a stalker and kind of gossip girl, they have a series of uh, interactions that lead to her making him take her out, basically, to save her from not having to go to a party. So that's, like, in, in the course of the pilot, we see her best ex-friend, best friend ex, <laughs> find out about all of this cheating that occurred, and her best friend, uh, and his, her boyfriend, and Blair's boyfriend, Nate, his best friend, Chuck Bass, we learn about him, and how he's not a very good guy, especially in the first few episodes of the show. Not at all. He's not a good guy at all. And he's he, he's very like times up. Yeah. A pervy, like like molesty. Yeah, he does like two attempted rapes in the pilot, which is, you know, like really uh an introduction to character if i do say so myself and which, so, because he becomes the main love interest of the series which is like so crazy um and again it's not dan it's him yeah and but again this is what's supposed to be the gay male representation on the show which is suddenly not there like from the original book series which when i originally watched the show i tried to read and i'm sorry cecily the writer of it i just it's not for me uh, it's not for me. Oh, she's definitely listening to this podcast. Um, I think that uh, I think that there's that one scene where Chuck, and again, I watched this over Holly's shoulder. I've not seen every episode, yeah. so I'm I've <laughs> missed some things that happened. But I saw one scene where someone tries to set up Chuck to kiss a guy, and then he's like. You've never, you never thought I haven't kissed a guy before. He says something like that, yeah. and it's like, oh yeah, Chuck Bass has definitely kissed men before. Yeah, if like the situation calls for it, absolutely. Um, so, like when this pilot came to be, it wasn't initially supposed to be a pilot. It was actually supposed to be a movie starring Lindsay Lohan. What? Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be uh, a film adaptation with Gilmore Girls creator Amy Sherman Palladino. Oh, who also created Buns and yeah. the wonderful, so, wonderful Miss Maisel. Is yeah, that what which it's we called? Seen. Marvelous Miss Mar- Maisel. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So when that film project didn't uh, actually end up happening, like a majority of things get announced in Hollywood, uh, Stephanie Savage and Josh Wurtz took over the script and 
you know, like for Josh, having come off of OC, he didn't want to be like that. Um, but of course, whether or not you want it, it's going to be like it. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was the first show actually given a green light by the CW. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't a WB network show. Yeah. This it was, is a CW. It started as the CW proper. I think Supernatural was a carryover from the WB network. Yeah. That was one of the only ones that carried over. Yeah. That is still on. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get canceled this season. Finally. Well, yeah, it's, it's going to end this season. I feel like they could have kept it going forever. And then he's doing Walker, Texas Ranger for the season. <laughs> see how that goes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the casting um, went like, not as smooth as you probably want it to be because obviously your expectation for things when you're casting a show, if you, you call an actor to say they got it, you accept, expect them to agree. And unfortunately, yeah. uh, Penn Begley and uh, Blake Lively denied the role the first time. Wow. They're both like, peace. I'm not like, Blake wanted to do, uh, college she wanted to have a life and Penn just didn't want to do it uh which is the same reaction when he was approached to do you and thank god he did do you he is amazing on you and we've talked about you a little bit with alex on an earlier episode of this podcast how both of us were really blown away by that show and just the characterization he was like it owes a lot to dexter i think it's much better than dexter because it's not like, oh, I have this special power that I'm using for good, which is killing people. And because Dexter has no emotion, like you can see the emotion in Joe on you. And also, I love the name of the show because it's like, oh, I'm watching you, which sounds very stalkery because the show is very stalkery. So it's very interesting. Yeah. And they even do have like a similar like moment where Serena bumps into, like, uh, I almost said Joe. Uh, Serena <laughs> bumps into Dan. And being like, that's why I love this city. You bump into everyone you know. And literally, Beck says something like that after running into him in the city, you know? Like, yeah, on you. Uh, on on Because he's a total stalker on you. Yeah, like an actual character. stalker. Not just, like, in a literary, like, online. Like, steals her panties. Stalker. I mean, I'm sure Dan did that, but we're not going to get into that. We, yeah. we have no, we, we, we have no proof Again, connections that. between you and Gossip Girl. Definitely. Um, so, uh, so then, but then obviously Penn and Blake came around and they came on board and then Leighton Meester came on board and she's really great. And she, she's really good on the she show. She had to dye her hair. She's blonde and they were only seeing brunettes, <laughs> which tells you like so much about Hollywood. They're like, we'll only see the hair color it comes into play with. And then they cast Taylor Monson, Chase Crawford. Um, and if you know anything about Chase Crawford, he's currently on The Boys on Amazon. The Boys! And everyone loves specifically him on that yeah, show. Yeah, because he's gained like 60 pounds of muscle mass, basically. Yeah. And he's an excellent actor. Oh, he's fantastic. And like, we'll get into, well, I'll just get into this right now. I think that Chase Crawford does such a good job with the character of Nate Archibald because Nate is really like their, um, their version of the Kennedy. If the Kennedys didn't all tragically die <laughs> in accidents and like yeah. successfully live their lives. So also I asked Holly, who's the biggest slut on the show? And she said, definitely Nate. 150% because like, and that isn't even like, 
you said whore and I said yeah whore, whore. Yeah. yeah and I said Nate and I and that isn't even his fault because in the pilot the pilot of this goddamn show his father is whoring him out to benefit himself and it is a reoccurring theme that Nate has to use his body um to get what he wants of a situation um and to do like not even what he wants but what's best for everyone around him to protect people really is what he uses sex as a weapon is it's kind of interesting but you don't think you're going to like him. And, like, Dan doesn't think he's going to like him. Dan doesn't want to like him. Like, he, like, screwed the, the girl he likes. But he's a good guy, so he has no choice but to like him. So I think that's really difficult to play that type of role. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Taylor Momsen got pa- cast as Jenny uh, Humphrey, who plays <laughs> Dan's... Uh, <laughs> who pl- uh, Jenny... Jenny Humphrey plays, uh, is Dan's sister. And she is the little girl, uh, Cindy Lou Who, Mm -hmm. from the live-action Grinch movie with Jim Carrey. Yeah. And so she did this, and, like, if you've read the books and you know that Jenny's description is a little bit different than the way it is in the series. Um... Oh, really? She's, like, known specifically because she's supposed to be young. She's supposed to be 14, but she's, like, a triple D cup. Oh. Um, in the book series. This actress is very skinny and tiny and little. Definitely. Not to say that she's not beautiful and doesn't have great curves, because she does, uh, especially as she gets older. Because, like, obviously she's young when she starts the show. By the time she's off the show, really, she gets written off the show f- <laughs> Yeah, because she wants to be written off the show. She wanted to be a rock star. And then the CW was like, fine, you can do that. Yeah. Go for it. Like The actual person she wanted to be yeah, a rock like, star. Yeah, like Taylor was like, I don't want to be Cindy Lou Who. I don't want to be Jenny Humphrey. I want to be a rock star. So they thought they were going to be getting a spinoff series, which is called The It Girl, which is a Gossip Girl book series based off of Jenny when she leaves the city because she gets into too much drama and she has to go. So she thought she was going to get her own spinoff. The CW thought that. Wow. They thought they would still get that, but she was not interested. Um, and so this, that one takes place in like a private school, kind of like a, like a taste of what Serena would have been going through when she was the private school in the year before, uh, when she was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, in Gossip Girl. Um, and so. Then we have, we've, we mentioned briefly Chuck Bass. So like, obviously that's played by Ed Westwick. Um, who's just like, he commits so hard (laughs) to this role where every body motion he has is like perfected. And like the deep temperature of his voice is perfected. And it's very fascinating to watch him act. Yeah, it's just, like, he's such, like, a son of a bitch, but he's also such a redeemable character because at the end of the day, he really cares about people he loves. Um, so that's what makes him really, really interesting as a character to watch him constantly do awful, awful things and then make up for it in these, like, grand ways. And I'd say um, the show is on from 2007 to 2013. Yeah. And I think that, like nowadays especially like the like you said the character that's going to represent his character in this new version i assume i think like because of the me too movement i think he's going to be a very he's gonna be handled very differently oh definitely um like chuck would not be allowed to get away with some stuff that he gets away with i mean although he is younger he is a kid 
But that's no that's no excuse, as no. Uh, Brock Turner taught us all. Yes. Um, uh, just a kid, not at all. Uh, rape is still rape, no matter what, even on a, a CW show. And yes. Although he never actually, uh, he, it's a lot of attempted rape, but isn't like Rape Lander. Uh, there's just attempted, which is... Outlander. Yeah, that's what I call Outlander. It's Rape Lander. It's called Rape Lander. Affectionately. Um, but that's stars. Yeah, definitely. Yes, that that it is. That it is. And so, like, suddenly, like, you have the pilot, and you think that, like, Nate and, and like, this Blair-Serena love triangle is going to be the center of the show. And, and it really isn't. It is, like... In there? Kind of. It's there, but then it's, like, it's, like, touched upon again later on, but then it really becomes, like... Dan and Serena and uh, Chuck and Blair. And I don't really know how that came about. I don't know why they did that. But again, also, do you have the parents? Oh, the parents. The parents are like possibly the most important part of the show. So it's Matthew uh, Settle, Seattle. <laughs> I, I just like see it. I've never like heard it. S E T T L E. Yeah, I guess it's Settle. Settle. He plays Rufus. He plays Rufus. And so, like, he's Dan and Jenny's dad. Yeah. So he was like a uh, rock star. A rock star back in the day, 90s, uh, oh, 80s, I guess, 80s, 90s. And um, he, he was in a band called Lincoln, not Lincoln Park, Lincoln Hawk. Rhyme, Lincoln Hawk. Hawk. Lincoln Hawk. Um, and, that sounds so much like Lincoln Park. And, and so then, like, a groupie, but also, like, a, but, like, mostly, a, like, a photographer. She was a photographer. But they didn't really establish that in the pilot. That's something that kind of, like, adds to that's, like, what Lily was during that time, that she was a photographer. Okay. Um, and they hit it off, you know, they, they loved each other. And because they came from different worlds, you know, yeah. that she was rich from Upper East Side and she, he was, you know, a rock star broke and had a wife <laughs> wow, you know yeah. that was that was that was complicated um and we find out that like her that uh, serena's mom lily okay let's see if we can do this lily rhodes vanderwoodson <laughs> mueller klaus with a c i don't know what his last name was Bass Humphrey Bass Vanderwoodson. Yeah, well, uh, there's then there's two classes. You saw you said first one. class's last name was Mueller. I think okay. that nice second gotcha. class. Yeah. Uh, so she's been married a few times, maybe. Yeah, it kind of. And now the actress is she played Dixie Cousins on The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Kelly Rufford. From the 90s, which is a wonderful TV series. Yeah. Co-created by one of the co-executive producers of Lost. Mm. So like, I really love their relationship on the show. I think it's such an important part of the show. Um, and they do such an excellent job with it. Obviously, Rufus is very, like, 50 different cooler shades of uh, Sandy Cohen. And Lily is what I wish, wish Kirsten was like, really, at the end of the day. I really love uh, Kelly Rutherford's performance. And comparing it to the OC. Of course. Duh. Yeah. That's like the only thing to do with this is that, like, especially with that, I think, uh, I think that's necessary. Um, but then, oh, go ahead. 
Do you want to talk about our controversial opinions about this, or do you want to talk about the backdoor pilot they did in regards to their relationship? I think we should uh, talk about the backdoor pilot okay. with, with Lily. So, so they did a backdoor pilot that like was greenlit. It was greenlit, ready to go. It's called Valley Girls, and uh, it was about Lily. Like, and I think this is why it didn't go. It wasn't about Lily and Rufus's b- blossoming relationship when they were on tour together. It was about Lily l- living with her sister who we'd never met on the show. We'd heard about this woman, but we never actually met her ever. So Lily was played by Brittany Snow in this backdoor pilot. And then the sister was played by Kristen Britter. Um, And the father was played by Andrew McCarthy, obviously from like Weekend of Bernie's and a proud Brat Pack member. So, um, and then, uh, then the mother was played by Libby from lost cynthia watros who played the villain on i think her name was ann or annie on guiding light which was a a a soap opera that i used to watch as a kid when i was home sick from school i would watch uh the price is right and guiding light and she was on that show back then and then she got on lost and she was on a show on mtv remember for a little bit and then chasing carter finding carter finding carter and then um now uh she was in this she's in a ton of things she just sold another pilot or she's going to be in a new pilot soon as well she's had a quite a career She's had a great career. I mean, it was almost ruined after she was arrested during Gloss, but whatever. Let's like, who yeah. hasn't been arrested on vacation in Hawaii, guys? It yeah. happens to the best of us. Whatever. Um, and so that didn't go. Um, Valley Girls. Valley Girls. So, and like, that's disappointing, obviously. Uh, but again, I just think they didn't have the right premise for that show. So that 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 is. That is their fault. I can't help that. Yeah. Um, but now I think they have the new one, so we'll see how that's going to be going. Uh, but we have some... We'll talk more about the show, but like, obviously, when you watch a show, you get attached to certain characters, you root for certain relationships, and, and, and because like these types of shows are so... Uh, like relationship heavy that like you ship certain couples you know yeah totally like, you like passionately feel like really pa- like literally they have like uh characters for this on the show where like serena and dan are like arguing in the middle of the park and then suddenly these little like 12 year olds come up to them dressed one's dressed like blue and the other one's dressed as serena it's like dan how could you sleep with georgina <laughs> it's like uh, excuse me like these people think that they like know these relationships and whatnot and so you know obviously people really like dan and serena that's fine they're great don't get me wrong yeah well i mean and also what gossip girl does is i don't think we've said that yet is it's an it's a person who we don't know who it is technically and they're writing gossip about all of these upper west siders Upper East Side. <laughs> Upper East Siders. And and so it's all this gossip and just out there. So stuff changes like that. Like something will all of a sudden come up there and then everyone knows about it. Totally changes the story. Totally. And the I, dynamic of everything. Totally. And like the thing is that the characters send in tips to Gossip Girl. 
So it isn't just, like, anonymous people. It's the characters themselves. Like, Blair is sending shit in. Like, like Chuck sending things in. And, like, eventually that all comes out when uh, all of the emails that are however sent to Gossip Girl get sent out. Um, which is a really funny thing that happens later on thanks to one of Serena's brother's boyfriends um, played uh, his name uh, played by Matt Doyle. Uh, the character's name is Jonathan and he and uh, Serena's brother are always trying to kind of figure out who Gossip Girl is so they reach out to him again and he uh, cracks the code. So, uh, And Matt Doyle just for shiggles um, he's one of the many original Broadway care Broadway cast members of Spring Awakening who are featured in Gossip Girl. He is, uh, Jennifer Domino is, uh, Villa Pythea is, um, and, like, Jenny Date's another guy in it. Because it's New York City, they definitely have, uh, musical theater actors in it, including Aaron Trevette, uh, who is currently... Plays Nate's cousin. Plays Nate's cousin. He's a recurring character. He's from the first season. He's RFK. Um, yeah, basically. Basically. Um, and just not a good guy. Turns out. And he's in Moulin Rouge right now. On, on Broadway. Broadway. And he was Danny Zuko in Foxes. Um, he was Ian McGregor on on Broadway. Yeah. And, and Matt Doyle is currently the latest open company on Broadway, and he is playing Jamie, who is the male version of Amy. Very cool. I was a theater major, you guys. So back to shipping. Very important thing. Um, so um, we're just going to start with this most controversial thing. Like, you can say it. That's the most controversial opinion about their show. Oh, I think that uh, Chuck Bass should be with... Lily. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel like they have such a great dynamic together. They love each other so they much. They love each other so much, and you can really feel it in the show with, with both of their acting. Definitely. I think it's really great, and it's really beautiful, and I want them together. Yeah. That's who I ship the hardest on the show. Yeah. Which I know is ridiculous, because she adopts him yes, technically on the show. And, and, and and she's married his father twice. twice. Well, technically, not twice. He, spoiler alert, dies, but isn't actually dead, we find out, is actually alive. So her marriage to Rufus isn't legal. So she has to annul one of them. And then, well, Rufus, like, re- like makes up papers. Rufus, like, tries to get uh, uh, Bart Bass to annul his marriage. Without like talking to like Lily. Lily about it at all, and then Lily's like, "You you don't decide things for me. I'm gonna decide." And then she actually doesn't end up with either of those men. She ends up through like, uh, like major manipulation on Serena's father's part. Serena's father, played by William Baldwin. A, a a Baldwin a Baldwin, brother. and you're like that. That's a Baldwin, right? I have no idea who that is, but okay. Which I hope that, like, William Baldwin, because he sounds just like his brother Alec, I I wonder if he plays, like, Boss Baby on the Boss Baby television show, like the animated series, like, kind of like Tom Hanks and his brother, who plays all, like, the Woody, um, like, he plays Woody in things that, like, Tom Hanks doesn't want to play Woody in, like, toys and things like that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, you never know. You never know. 
Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. Um, also, Ryan Hansen on that Valley Girl spinoff. Ryan Hansen was on that Valley Girl spinoff. He was on Veronica Mars, and he's very funny. He had his own like Veronica Mars spinoff too. That was only like webisodes, and Veronica Mars was almost. It was a UPN show, and when UPN and the WB merged, it was gonna. They were gonna do a fourth season, but then they decided not to do that. Then years later, they did the movie, and then years later after that, they did the Hulu TV series. That's neither here nor there. Back to Gossip Girl. <laughs> Things I know nothing about. Veronica Mars and Gilmore Girls. Fair. <laughs> Things that I don't know about. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, Lillian, Jack, whatever. You know, watch the show again and tell me you don't want it to happen because you know you do. Um, also, Kristen Bell, who played Veronica Mars, is the voice of Gossip Girl. We've already talked about that. <laughs> just bringing it all back <laughs> definitely um other controversial things and this is I just realized this upon my latest rewatch so I've rewatched the show now twice um at first I was very uncomfortable with the Dan Blair relationship and Chris is too regardless of the fact he hasn't ever watched the Serena Dan episodes ever he doesn't know how the relationship was every time there's a rewatch. I missed those episodes. Like, this seems like I've rewatched it a lot of times. I have not. I've watched it twice in my life. Yes. <laughs> that, that is it. That's that very is the fair. extent of things. I, this is not like, uh, I don't need any, I don't need intervention. I've just watched it twice. Yeah. So I would be informed about this episode. Um, of this podcast. Yes. Um, and so, like, I think it takes a lot of, um, it takes you back because obviously the pilot is all about Dan and Serena and a lot of people that's their favorite ship. That's what they ship the most. But if you look back on it, Dan really tries to be a good friend to Blair and Blair makes it really difficult for people to uh, be there for her, but he's always kind of there for her conveniently enough. And it really makes me feel how this was always kind of set up to be an issue because of the nature of Blair and Serena's like friend breakup previously because of Nate. So eventually another man's going to come between them. And of course that man is going to be someone who was very close to Serena. So we'll like parallel that. Well, you know, and that eventually does happen, but they also parallel that when, you know, Blair loses her virginity to Chuck in the back of his limo half an hour after breaking up with Nate. So again, we're in this love triangle situation. Whoa. Um, and then at, uh, later on, I don't is, is this what we're going to get to where he's like, he's like, meet me. Can you do a Chuck Bass impression? He's like, meet me on top of the Empire State Building. I'll, I'll be the one with the flowers. Yeah. They're like an affair to remember because one of the really cool things about the show, there are a lot of like really interesting stylistic choices they make with the show because it's in such an iconic city and they have so much fashion. But like one thing they do is they really, you think the show is going to be, I don't know, from Dan's perspective, he's going to be the lead or maybe Serena's going to be the lead, but Blair is really the lead. And they have these like really intricate fantasy sequences, specifically usually the beginning of the episode where, um, Blair finds herself in uh, like a uh, very 
convincing dream where she finds herself in breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh, she finds herself like in My Fair Lady, where um, or she's in a situation where Serena is, or and Serena is surpassing her, or it's all about Eve. Or we think, or we think she's dreaming about uh, diamonds are a girl's best friend, but then it's really Serena having that dream. So I think it's cool. I think that they like use. Um, movies made in new york city in the 50s and 60s iconic uh movies and just like musicals uh, and specifically audrey hepburn because obviously that's so much to do with blair waldorf and how she sees herself in general and her head and she also wears a lot of headbands blair waldorf headbands which are not allowed in college according to dan humphrey again the lessons he teaches her because she can't fit in college throw it down the stairs he literally takes it off her head and throws it down um so yeah, I I definitely do ship them. I think they balance each other out really well because they're both like methodical like geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> Especially once you realize that he's Gossip Girl, so of course he'd want to be with Claire Waldo because he she is Gossip Girl, you know, yeah. like a physical embodiment of this character. And that's probably why they decided to go with the lead because she's she's, she's so always good. she's always scheming, Blair. She's so good. Um Whenever we watch shows, sometimes I ask Chris who he thinks I am, and he thinks I'm Blair. <laughs> totally. Well, and Dan. I think you're the combination of both. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> diabolical and very determined. Um, we'll just do it. Get Just do whatever they need to do. Yeah. And now, again, the interesting... So, the big reveal at the end, of course, is that Dan is, in fact, a gossip girl. And it's like, oh my god, it, uh, it's a guy who's gossip girl. That's yeah. fascinating. That's interesting. But like what's like if you're really watching the show, Dan is the only writer yeah. out of all of the characters and he's writing a book, multiple about, books. He's writing multiple <laughs> books and getting them published throughout the series yeah. about everybody, yeah. about the gossip of everybody. And it gets to a certain point where it's like, well, come on, like he, Dan's obviously gossip girl. Yeah. But then they try to like throw you off the scent cuz then like for a while, Michelle Trattenberg is Gossip oh, yeah. Girl. We, we should get to this right now. It's and for a while, me. Serena is Gossip yeah. Girl. But back to Michelle Trattenberg, who, again, is a legacy Warner Brothers Network actor. Which, And if you've seen any CW show or Warner Brothers show, they love that type of synergy shit. You know, same thing with ABC. They love it. That synergy shit. Um, and so initially... Which is what this podcast they, is all about. When they when they knew they needed to have Georgina Sparks, they need to introduce that character because it's a character in the books. They knew they introduce it. They offered it to Misha Barton and she passed. Who was on The O.C. Yes. Um... Josh Schwartz's previous yes, show. that's why he asked her immediately. And there's lots of crossover with that as well. There's obviously going to be crossover because it's his last show. So you see familiar faces in that world. And so um, they decided when she passed, they offered Michelle Trachtenberg and she took it. And I love Michelle Trachtenberg, like literally Harriet, the spy. Harriet, Harriet the spy. So good with like her and like baby Gregory Smith together, who was like my favorite Everwood, so good. And then like obviously her on Buffy. And you know, I'm just gonna say it, Dawn is the most hated character on Buffy. And that's fine because she's supposed to be. She's supposed to be this like gnat that comes out of nowhere that you're supposed to be this big like like thumb. I hate I hate Riley more, but I understand. Hey <laughs> poor Riley. He's, he's only for a season. He's stupid. It's fine. <laughs> 
whatever. I just think it was completely miscast. I understand the need to do synergy. However, she isn't meant to be the character. However, Regina, uh, Georgina Sparks is a very important character to the show where she causes mayhem. She's the reason why Dan and Serena break up at the end of the first season. She gets an and credit in the sixth and final season, Michelle yeah, Tran. Like she's she's uh, she definitely and she ends up with um, Jack Bass, uh, Chuck's uncle. Who is who's an actor who was on <laughs> Dexter? He comes in the Dexter later on. Um, and if you've seen the show, like I, I really do urge you to watch Gossip Girl. If you ever, because if you're watching this, if sorry, if you're listening to this, you hopefully have an interest in Gossip Girl. I encourage you to watch it, if only to see how the actor who plays Jack Bass literally looks like a different person every time he appears on the show, like. And I'm not just saying, like, he's wearing something different. I mean, like, he's, like, lost or gained a significant amount of weight, has completely different facial hair or haircut. And I'm like, who is this person? It takes me a while to realize, oh, that's supposed to be Jack Bass. Like, so good for him, I guess. He was getting work in between those things. Yeah. Obviously, that he had to, like... He's on an episode of Justified as well. He he gets around <laughs> that actor. Yeah. And again... Um... We'll never tell you his name. You'll never know it. <laughs> That's why you love me, XOXO, Lana girl. Um, just so you know, the Artemis is the new Gossip Girl, and it's Lana Girl is the new Gossip Girl. Yeah, you know, we have two cats, yeah. Lana Leopard and Mr. Artemis BB Cat. Yeah. So we always say at the end of the show, because the end of the show is XOXO Gossip Girl, yeah. so we say XOXO. Dana girl. Um, except the pilot doesn't end that way. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. They like didn't do it yet. Yeah, so our thing is that it's XOXO Lana girl, but it's actually Mr. Artemis. Pretending to be Lana. Behind the typewriter yeah. this entire time. But he can't write. He's just two and a half. No, he's just a baby boy. I digress. I digress. Um, so I think like those are our most like controversial relationship opinions about the show in general. Um and like whatever you want to hate on us, whatever. Serena and Dan could be together, whatever. You know they were together in real life for a while. Wow, wasn't the there also started. some crossover between the OC and Gossip Girl, but in real life relationships? No, in real life relationships. Oh yeah, because Leeton Meester is Blair Waldorf is married to our very own Adam Brody. There you go, Seth yeah, that's Cohen. It. They're married. They said they have one day a year where they dress up as those characters. Isn't that's that interesting? so creepy. I really love that, though. And I really want a crossover between these two worlds, like oh, the OC and Gossip Girl. That. They he should, but yeah, they never do that. Seth Cohen should be a character on the Gossip Girl reboot. <laughs> I would love that. He's doing a lot of work recently. He's not going to be doing that. He meets that character seth cohen meets george lucas and has dinner with george lucas it's so crazy if you never finished the oc which you probably didn't like or i started. didn't and let me tell you i love the oc so much that i literally missed the birth of my brother to go see the cast and meet i i hugged adam brody and i don't regret it i don't again Okay. I never finished the show. <laughs> Again, Holly's bona fide. Well, but you have since finished the show. Mm-hmm. And Holly's bona fides is also that she also met the cast of Buffy and they signed her yearbook. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Because my mom also worked with Alice Hannigan and Seth Green on My Settlers and Alien when they were babies and had their first collaboration together, uh, the two actors. And, you know, they've had since 
obviously they have their characters have a relationship together willow and oz on buffy and then obviously on how i met your mother he plays her first lily's first boyfriend where they may or may not have done it yeah i think it's like a it's a degree about like what your uh definition of doing it is yeah like how far in it goes it's all very interesting it's very funny yeah um yeah so um so definitely the oc and gothic girl connect on various different things and again um another connection that autumn reister um she is who they replaced uh not really replaced but like uh, spiritually replace uh misha barton's character with on the oc she makes an appearance on gossip girl for a few ep- episodes and then she's actually in the finale yeah um, and the finale um also has rachel bilson who is in the show auditioning for the character of Blair, and she's like doing a self tape and rehearsing with her best friend Kristen Bell, who's doing the reading with her. And then she goes and winks at the camera, Kristen Bell, Bell in a cute little way. Um, so there's definitely a lot of crossover in that way, but we'll see what happens in the next one because again, it's the same creators. Um, so I hope there is some kind of crossover. Yeah. So again, how does Gossip Girl relate to the bigger brand of Warner Brothers and? What more specifically HBO Max, which again, I feel like should be called Warner Max, but we'll call it with it's HBO Max and HBO Max has this new Gossip Girl reboot because they're not just trying to appeal to one specific demographic like HBO used to be, you know, uh, HBO was very specifically like this, like older, more adult, mature demographic while they used to say it's not TV, it's HBO. John Oliver recently joked that HBO Max, their slogan is going to be, it's not HBO, it's TV, which is because they're going to have reality television. They're they're expanding into all sorts of different types of TV, but very specifically, one type of TV they're going to focus in on is this, is female, adult, young uh dramas dramas yeah because i think that's where the money is and that's like where the wb had its money you know and like for freeform that's where they had their bread and butter made you know um and so young adult dramas for females absolutely and so like but also for other people and hbo max knows this so much and that's why they're doing the gossip girl reboot and that's why they're like having this friends reunion thing that they've put all this publicity about that's gonna be like Probably like an episode of Ellen, but like on HBO Max, I feel like I like literally like mark my words. It's what's going to be like. Oh, absolutely. Um, that they really want to get this like young female audience, and so, but like also the young female audience has changed since uh, the WB because like Freeform and Priola Liars and these like mysterious like uh, like really heavy dramas. Like when I'm saying heavy, I mean like like horror-esque murder like, mystery they add a murder mystery to it riverdale did the same thing they <laughs> all take they all take this grain from twin peaks and yes. apply it the missing girl plant it into you know, their episode the doppelganger to girl, their show you know and it's all the same and i think they've said there's a twist with the new gossip girl reboot and i anticipate it being this i anticipate it being like one of the leading ladies that we're meeting is going to die in it perhaps and Gossip Girl is maybe trying to solve her murder. Maybe if I can say anything of what I think the show is going to be like, if it's going to be anything like, you know, the last 10 years of successful teenage yeah. dramas. And Pretty Little Liars and Pretty Little Liars, the perfectionists, yeah. 
are both going to be on HBO Max. Yes. So again, we're they're building this this brand up that it's been sitting there for the longest time since Buffy and Dawson's Creek premiered on the WB network, but this young adult drama like that's like where the money is because you have you have like young adult books, you have merchandise, you have like events for all of them to be at, and you have all of these things. And so that's why they led with this being the first show that HBO Max announced. So it's going to get 10 episodes. And so this show is going to really focus in on social media, you know, because like Gossip Girl was kind of like the social media. She was social media. She was. Movies, yeah. You know? it, it was, a, it was a blog mainly. Yeah. But and blogs were popular back in two thousand seven. Yeah. Not so much now. It's more social media now. Totally. There's gonna be like they're gonna really it'll be really interesting. Yeah, show how, how much like social this. media and like New York itself has changed because like when like every episode of this goddamn show, the original show, has a joke about Brooklyn. Brooklyn's now where you fucking wanna live, man. Brooklyn's where the rich people live. Like so they're going to have, it's a different demographic of like what the city and like what the layout of the city is. Cause it's going to change. It changes. It's a, it's a breathing, living thing. New York Absolutely. city, you know? Um, and so obviously you want to know who's coming back. I want to know who's coming back. Um, they've all kind of said they're interested in doing it except for Ed Westwick, who is literally, he said the funniest thing, which I agree with. He said, I've done everything I can on this show. I did everything I could. I don't know what else I could do. And he did. He acts to death on on the show. Like, with every fiber of his being, every shot, like, good for him. And, like, I'd, like, buy that shit, you know? Um, You know, I think they should make an appearance. I think you should. I think these should be celebrities to these people, you know, and whether or not we actually see them, I really hope like they are these iconic. I want to know what's going off to Reeve and Blair, like how's Blair's fashion empire or Jenny's fashion empire. Yeah. Uh, does Dan have a new book coming out or like a play he wrote or like what's going on with the spectator? These are questions I have. Um, and so, yeah, so we're going to see, if anyone's actually going to come out, because they said they reached out to all of them, and obviously any interview any of these actors have been doing, they've all been asked, and they all had positive things to say about it. But as well, like, realistically speaking, I think Blake Lively said it, like, best, is she said it was really hard. Like, I think that there's this idea that being an actor um, is really easy, and it's a beautiful, fun job, and it is, but it's not easy at all. It's one of the hardest jobs you'll ever have in your entire life, because, like, um, Chris, what time do you usually wake up for work when I don't wake you up because my body is an asshole? 8 a.m.? Yeah. Um, my earliest call time for a TV show I worked on was 3.25 in the morning. Is that normal? No, not at all. No. So I these mean, actors, like Blake For Lively, a TV show it is. Yeah. For a drama, that wasn't even for a drama. I'm not even saying that. It wasn't for a drama, uh, which I have worked on dramas. All of, like, if you want to work in TV, work in sitcoms. That's all I'm going to say if you want to have a life. She's also worked on Castle. <laughs> Not talking about the shows. I've been very fortunate to work on every type of show. She won't say it. I will. Um, and so, like, it's really hard. That's really hard. It's really difficult to start your week. Um, to be a number like number one on the call sheet, and your call is at four a.m. on Monday, and by Friday. Um, you know, they've had to create a completely different name for Friday, which is Fratterday, because guess what? Your day starts at 6 p.m. 
And your date ends at 4 or 5 a.m. the next day on Saturday. That's crazy. Isn't that sound lovely, kids? Doesn't sound great. So, like, Blake was like, I don't want to do that again. Like, hell no. Sounds awful. At Leighton Meester's on Single Parent. Shout out to Celeste, who's script cord on that. Um, Name dropping. We are name dropping. Literally, like, I'll never forget. And I'll say this. I told Celeste this. I'm like, Leighton follows you on Instagram. I was like, she's like, you notice that? I'm like, fuck yeah, I noticed that. Like, Blair Waldorf follows you on Instagram now? Like, of course, that's something important to me in my life. It's really awesome. Um, Yeah, so I think that uh, hopefully we see these people because this has made their, this has made them famous, yeah, you know? Yeah, these characters, these actors, again, for sure. Absolutely. Um and so they're shooting now. Um, I know they just, uh, I used to know because they just hired a showrunner and a guy we went to grad school with was the former showrunner staff script cord on it. Um, nice. I'm not going to say who that person is either. Um, uh, but very surprises on their show because it doesn't really necessarily go what he wants to be writing, but you take whatever gig you can get, baby. That's, That's all it. you can do. So the show is still going to take place at Constance Billard School for the girls, and obviously St. Jude's, which is the boys' school. I wonder if it's going to be like co-ed now. Maybe. Maybe they joined. Prediction: St. Jude's and Constance Billard School is are the same school now. Um, so it's just going to be like mayhem and drugs and mystery. That's what I anticipate for this new show. I mean, it's HBO Max. They can get away with a lot more than they could before. Totally. And the show got away with so much at the time, and they were they got in a lot of trouble by Christians and like censors in general. That was too, considered too sexy for TV back in the day. So we'll see what's going to be happening. Yeah. So that's basically. There's like one other thing I have to say about this show. I don't know who these writers were. I don't know who they worked for. That's so true. But honestly, they predicted everything. They predicted so many things. When I say that, like I'm literally speaking of like revolutionary things in our time that's happened since then. Like not even like small things. I'm talking about like there was guest stars on the show that are very important now, sadly, to the world. Well, like, they have... So, obviously, they have to graduate at some point. Some of them go to NYU. And guess who they meet there? Harvey Weinstein's daughter. And guess what she does? The exact same thing Harvey Weinstein just got put in jail for to Dan. She literally does the same thing. Like, she tries. Well, she attempts to rape him. She, like, lures him to her... Just saying Harvey Weinstein actually raped people. Yes. To... Yeah, she didn't, like, ejaculate into any plants nearby that we saw. That we, that saw. we saw. We don't know. Um, she may have. Uh, so she invites him over to her dorm room and then makes him watch, like, an experimental show where she was completely nude and then tries to, like, touch him and then... It's a whole thing. Um, what's really funny is that, like... Because of Bass uh, Industries being what it is, which is a, um, like, retail, not retail, (laughs) oh my god, Uh, like, buildings, like, Trump. They build buildings. Yes. The hotels. Yes. Um, And so, like, their nemesis are the Trump family. So it's really funny to hear, like, Chuck talk about the, the Trumps and how, like, Trumps are incorporating the show and, um, 
Ivanka is in an episode with Jared they make a joke about uh, him being a whore, actually. They're like, I could be New York's Bachelor of the Year because you took Jared. And it's like, you just called Jared a hoe, which he probably is, but good for you. Um, Maybe. And, and literally, like, it had not, like, I don't know who's listening to this, what your personal political beliefs are, but one of the craziest things is that, like, somehow Russia and Saudi Arabia are involved with Bart Bath's disappearance, and then he tries to set up, like, Chuck's disappearance. He wants to get rid of him and tries to murder him by sending him away to Russia, where he says the real estate, like, is booming. Real estate is booming in Russia, and... You know, it's because of that Trump Tower deal. That's um, crazy. Yeah, I'm like, really, like, what did the writers of Gossip Girl not know? Like, I'm really curious, like... They didn't predict that Detective Pikachu <laughs> was going to take down Michael Cohen. They did predict that Detective Pikachu would take down Harvey Weinstein, so that's good. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and they did not pr- predict the fall of David O. Russell because he does appear. He, like, uh, <laughs> David O. Russell is in a bunch of episodes. <laughs> yeah. Serena interns for, like, she as a PA for one of his movies. What was really funny is that I stopped watching at that point and I thought that, like, that evolved into, like, Serena becoming a lead in that movie. And that isn't how that evolved, which was, like, really funny. Like, she becomes the Jennifer Lawrence of her generation. I thought that's what was going to happen. And I assumed that's how the show progressed, but it wasn't. Her- she becomes a producer's assistant and then, uh, her Jenniferation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like like fucks over Dan's book and then it gets rid of his movie deal, which was gonna be his movie insider. His book was gonna be made into a movie. In insider. Written by Aaron Sorkin. Oh the next insider. Yeah, it was gonna be Serena adapted to a movie. Ruined it. Um God damn it, Serena. So yeah, so like I just have to say that. And also all I'm gonna say about this completely unrelated is there are things in like Vampire Diaries seasons I wanna say five, six, and seven that is very greatly related to Rise of Skywalker. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say about that. And the new version of of Roswell, which is also related to Rise of Skywalker. So like honestly, these CW writers, like they have their finger on the pulse of, of, I, I don't even know. Tiresias, the blind seer, works for the CW. That's all I have to say about that. Like, Absolutely. He, like, something is going on. They know more than we know. So, like, I could only imagine what, like, mysteries we're going to learn about New York. Yeah. Upper East Side. And the rest of the universe. Through Gossip Girl. Through the CW writers. Thank you, CW. <laughs> Thank you, CW, for bringing us all of this. And we will be getting into other CW or Warner Brothers adult teen dramas. Still trying to figure out what the exact name for that is. I'm struggling a little bit. Warner Brothers adult teen dramas, I think, sounds really good. But there, there's so many. And I still feel like Buffy and Angel, even though they are technically owned by Fox, are like Warner Brother network shows, so we can cover them here as well as all of these other shows that are actually owned by Warner Brothers, like you and we have now done Gossip Girls, but Pretty Little Liars and Ravenswood. (laughs) Stupid. We never actually watched that show. I just want to be clear about that. No, Everwood. That's what we will talk about. There will be an episode about Everwood for sure. And then there's this whole DC... Uh, CW universe that we can explore through the Flash and 
all of those shows. Absolutely. Because that's their new brand. And that's why HBO Max is having the more female-driven content, because CW is no longer necessarily the female-driven content. And DC Universe is going to have... DC Universe taking it over. Yeah, and DC Universe, the app, has all of these DC-heavy shows. Yeah, but unless you want to pay money for that... Yeah. We don't have cable, and I can watch CW. CW is great. Yeah, you can watch all of the CW you want on the app. Antennas are real. And the CWC, that's how we watched Everwood and the OC, was through the CWC. So if you're looking for ways to watch these shows, those are options if they're still on there. Hellcats, I believe, is on the CWC. Another WB Network CW mm-hmm. show. So yeah, more episodes will be upcoming about these. But for now, I have been your co-host, Chris Booker-Taylor. And I've been Holly, your host for today, and I hope you guys enjoyed Gossip Girl. And get on, get on Netflix and you watch it before they take it off and put it back on HBO Max, probably, maybe not, depending on how that deal runs. I don't really know what that deal is. Looking yeah, I don't into know. That. I don't know how long it's going to be, but and I'm then, sure yeah. when HBO Max launches, it'll uh, launch with the original and then, Gossip Girl. And then Girl. definitely watch you. <laughs> this is the things you should do. And more importantly, this is one thing that we did not get into. Warner Brothers, if you're listening to this, cast Penn Begley as Dick Grayson. As Dick Grayson, he is he is Robin. He's the ultimate Nightwing. Have you seen that jaw? Look at that jaw. It would be beautiful in a cow. And he was almost it before back in Gossip Girl days. So it could still happen again. Yeah, and like do that because he's really not interested in doing the show. He really hated the show. He didn't like what the sh- character did. So he's not really interested in coming back. And nor should he. He doesn't need to. Not at all. Unless they want to like, tie it into you, and then they should come back then. Yeah. Get that money. So again, this has been the ATNWB podcast. XOXO. Lana girl. That's all, folks. Roar! This has been a full dinosaur production. <laughs>